This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Oh my God, we're just one week away to our show in uh, the Steppenwolf Lookout series. You guys, we're going to be at the Steppenwolf Theater June 12th. 3 p.m. for the Lookout series, two days after Unji's solo show opens at the same exact... Is it the same space? Yeah. Same space. Oh, you're going to be like... I'm going to be at the Seven Wolf all weekend, baby. Oh, she's moving in, honey. She has a little (laughs) cot. She's ready to go. She has her electric blanket. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I think you need it this summer. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the show. We just want to, we're so excited for Chicago. Unji and I haven't performed together since the Comedy Central stage? 2019, December? No. Is that right? No, it was. When? When? March 13th, 2020. Eh? We did a show? We. We did an Ajima show? No, you no. are going out to do that festival in Indiana. In Michigan, right before things closed down. Yes. Yeah, that's right. No, all right. Maybe, oh, my God. We didn't, maybe we didn't perform together. You're right. I don't think we performed together. We might have been on the same show together, but like yeah. you and I didn't do anything. So it's this is a three-year reunion I know. of the Ajima Show Live. Please come on out, 612. Also, Washington, D.C. will be there um, the Sunday, the 19th of June. At the DC Comedy Loft, please tell your friends, write a review, let it, you know, we're really trying to get the word out there. We want butts in seats because we're going out to the nation's capital. We don't want to show up to, you know, a, a, a smattering of people. We want the house packed, honey. So please bring your friends. Thank you so much. And that's that's the marketing part of the show. Let's get started. Shall we? Let's. It's time for Kick-Ass Koreans. First of all, happy Pride Month. Happy, Happy Pride. Pride, you guys. I love that as a queer Asian, I have two months of back-to-back um, <laughs> Asian Pride in May and gay Pride in June. I'm 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 pride out. Pride it out. All right. Prouded. Yeah. Let let me shroud myself back up in the shame blanket that I'm used to. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. But- to, I can't wait to get back to shame. <laughs> It's exhausting. It's hard to be rah rah sis boom ba when you're not feeling it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm just like this is so much pride. Like, this is great for everyone else. Yeah, but um, someone who is voices. doing it seriously, I have barely one voice yeah. left. <laughs> but I wanted to shout out a kick-ass Korean today who has been who Reese of of late because of what happened. He's been, I've been proud of him. So he's inspiring me. And his name is Holland, H-O-L-L-A-N-D. He is a gay, out gay K-pop star. Um, he, he has a, uh, a series of a diff, uh, multi-million viewed having uh, music videos on YouTube. Wow. And he had the latest one, 14 million views, is called Neverland. And... It's really cute. It's, you know, it's about him and this boy that he likes. And they go out to this, like, they rent the thing and then they kind of get into a fight. It's like romance, you know, <laughs> and you don't you, you don't really see that a lot in, in or, or ever in Korean pop music or in um, any Korean uh, popular entertainment. Um, but because this had two adult men kissing, 
it was rated 19 plus. Whereas other hetero kissing sure. MVs, music videos, uh. are like 13 plus or whatever it is, the the lower one. So already we're off on a you know a difficult start because they're already fucking making this like man male male kissing something that should be like ooh avoided or taboo, right? Yes. On top of that, he um this past week got attacked on the streets of Itaewon. Okay, a very like cool, young, hip, queer yeah. forward area. It's so a, there are no safe spaces left. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 they had a whole trans storyline, yes. a black guy from whatever. Like, it's supposed to be, that's the bastion of the Seoul area, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that really makes me sad. And he, uh, so what happened was he went on the streets with his manager, Hyung. You know, and, and um, another friend and a stranger physically attacked him, calling him a dirty gay. And uh, this and this area is like known for having like a large foreigner population and like handfuls of gay bars. Yes. Anyway, this is absolutely a hate crime, Holland said, um, who is not fluent in English, but he said in his video. And the fact that my sexuality as a gay is uh, as a gay man is public should never expose myself to this kind of violence. And the the I, I feel so horrible for him and scared for him because he is a public figure. So it's not like he can just walk around like he really has to hide, not just because he is gay, but because he's public. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the I don't even want to say coolest, but like the most interesting thing about this story is that he he and his manager and like his his friend who taped the whole thing, by the way, and his manager like got in the way. Yeah. And and then he got Holland got up in his face and then that guy attacked him and it was like it, it was a mess. And then he left. He ran away. And then the he the he and the manager hung and his friend went to the police department to issue a report. And lo and behold, who's in the police department? This fucking homophobic motherfucker who got arrested not only 15 minutes later after the attack for obstructing traffic. Shut up. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> and because he was in the Itaewon area, it was the same precinct that they went to. So he, uh, Holland was like, oh my God, it's that guy. Like seriously, like a like Korean drama. He's like, that's the guy. And they called him out. He got, ar- he got charged for um, assault on top of whatever he got arrested for for before. His friend had all the evidence on his video because he was recording uh, the whole time. By the way, shout out to the guy who's not getting involved in the fisticuffs and and, and getting the uh, footage for later. Mm-hmm. That would be my job. Like that before, like like phone cameras. My job was, you know, out of the DVS gang that I was <laughs> that I went to high school with, my friends. I was the guy who did not fight because he didn't want to get hurt. He and then he, I would. <laughs> hold all the book bags and the jackets for my friends so no one stole them afterwards. Of course. So anyway, shout out to this guy on the side. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and so because of the uh, the film video, this guy was charged with it. Uh, and thank God, because, he, you know, usually if someone like runs away from a fight or something, like how are you ever supposed to like find them again? You know? Yeah. Um, and, but also... Uh, you know, because in Korea there is no protections for LGBTQ plus people, this was just like a random 
assault as like something that would happen in a drunken bar fight or something. Like it's not considered a hate crime because there's no classification of such. Sure. So Holland is out here talking about that and saying, you know, we need these protections. Obviously, we're being targeted. And um, his kind of final statement uh, to Billboard, actually, it was there was a he talked to Billboard and he um, was saying how, like, he doesn't want his fans and kids who watch him to feel bad for him. He He's like reporting this so that. You know, he wants to give hope and strength to the to the kids and the youth that it does get better and that he is out here like fighting for them. So Mr. Holland and his opus, I'm into it. (laughs) That's so great. Um, So my kick ass Korean is a. Chang Jin. He is a. So what's crazy is I. I believe he's the only openly gay North mm. Korean defector. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Chang Jun, Chang Young Jin. Chang Young Jin. Uh. Okay. So he lives where? He lives in Korea. In Korea. Mm-hmm. South okay. Korea. Whoa! Oh my God! Well, how cool to leave a oppressive regime mm-hmm. to come to a slightly less oppressive. Regime. <laughs> So, I mean, this this story is so crazy. So, he came over and uh, he managed to escape in 97. So, even at that point, the factors were incredibly rare in South Korea. Mm-hmm. The arc of this story is so tragic, but also, ultimately, just like your story, um, one of triumph and... Mm-hmm. Uh, overcoming adversity, all that shit. So there is no concept of homosexuality in North Korea. Mm-hmm. He didn't even understand what was wrong with him. He just thought that he wasn't attracted to his wife. There was no words. Oh, he was married. He was married. Yeah, he was 27. Oh, okay. He had never been attracted to wow. women, never been attracted to anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and at 27, married his wife, a wife, his wife mm-hmm. finally kind of consummated their marriage, even though he was totally unattracted. Four years later. Yeah, they, with enough rubber bands and prayers, you can get it done. Yeah, kind of like you can pull it together. You can jerry-rig an erection, kind of you close your eyes. But the thing is, he didn't even understand what was, like he didn't understand. He what didn't was different. Was, what was different. There was no version of himself as a sexual person. Right. Even with men, he wasn't like looking yeah. at other North Korean men and being like, fuck, yes. I want that. Interesting. Okay. So he <clears throat> simply four years later, there is no child. Questions are starting to be asked. He is open about the fact that he just doesn't find his wife attractive. At a certain point. Tra- drag her. I mean, truly, that's like the most Korean fucking shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just don't that's fucking. So mean. She's ugly. That's so mean because, yeah, you know, like, there's no, because there's no gay context. Yeah. Th- I bet the wife is like, the fuck? And she, he was just like, you ugly. Out here in the gym. Yeah, yeah. he's like, you're just ugly. It's your fault. You know? And so he's, he just keeps. Oh, God. He just keeps telling himself he is not attracted to his wife. At a certain point, he has a very close childhood friend that comes to visit him and who he starts to develop feelings for. And yes, beautiful. And at some point, he goes into his uh, friend's bed in the middle of the night. 
to hold him, to be with him. And his childhood friend doesn't stir. There's no, like, it's not mutual. It is not. He does not realize. And he and he says that oh it's in that. Oh my God, this is triggering. Yes. And he, said, and he realizes in that moment that his future is not here. Right. So he manages to escape. And it's in 97. So this is like crazy because there aren't that many defectors at that point. And right. sexual orientation or uh, homosexuality isn't even really a thing in South Korea. It was nothing in North Korea. It was barely a thing in South Korea. So he arrives right. and there's usually a small amount of interrogation that occurs once a defector arrives. I mean, the reason why they defected is pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. You know, for him, <laughs> yeah. though. I'm starving. Yeah. He's like, I got to I got to get out. It's like, this is all impressive. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, that's cool. And it's rubber stamp. <laughs> However, he's kept in detention for over five months because he can't give enough of a reason for him the right answer the right answer yeah. and his he just keeps saying that i am only i am not attracted to my wife i couldn't stay there he couldn't process right. and it wasn't until he was in this detention center and there was a story about american gays coming out <gasps> that in that moment he managed to put words to right. he put two and two together. Yeah, he it, all of a sudden it just made sense. He was like, "This is what I am," and this is like just a reminder to the world in which we live that 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 was a reality not too far ago. You know, you and I were alive when a person yeah. simply did not know or could not articulate or have the words to simply be gay. To even they, right. he could not even deny that he was gay. He didn't even know what it was. Right, he didn't even know what it was. Yeah. So he didn't even have the privilege to deny it. He didn't have the privilege to be in the fucking closet. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's it's interesting because like the what he went through was such an extreme version yes. of this. But it, it reminds me of how I felt when I was young mm-hmm. and how even though I understood the term homosexual, even though there was a context for it on MTV of some guy dying of AIDS. Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of like... Pedro. That story, mm-hmm. you know, like that that type of story. Pedro, right? And... But no one in my community was that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It all it all always felt foreign. Like what this guy must have put together from American gays. Like I understood there was American gay. Yeah. But I was like, oh... Okay, good for them. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Exactly. And it uh, that really, I understand that pain and the loneliness it must you must feel, um, especially coming out of North Korea, <laughs> like truly lonely. Like, <laughs> and it's and for it to happen. So at, this guy's a hero to yes, me. Yes, I mean, and for it to, to happen at thirty. To have lived a life and to have done all this stuff and right. simply... To have a wife that he could not bear to get excited about. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. had blamed up until this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh, he, he, once he realized and put words to and could articulate what he was, who he was, it changed his life, right? It, it, you, it's that moment in Wizard of Oz when you go from black and white to color. Right. Like an authentic yep. version of yourself, I think there are so often when we talk about it, it seems like a platitude, but it really is a fucking thing. 
And especially for people who don't have the words, who are so deeply closeted, or people who simply did not have a version of themselves reflected in their culture and their community. It's like that you can't, you really can't understand what it is to like live in a world where some, some, there are not even doors available to you to open. Like there's, it's not, it's a, it's a picture of something on the outside. And if you're lucky enough, you can maybe carve it out and build a wall, build a door to the outside. But you don't even, there's not even a door available for you to open. You don't even know if there is an outside. Exactly. So right. there's, no, there's no possibility. You can't even, you can't even <clears throat> fucking dream it into existence. So, um. After this, he, after he is able to admit to himself and comes out as gay, right, which is revelatory and accepts himself, he becomes a fixture on the Korean gay scene. Um, and what happened was he he was swindled by a good-looking young man who is a fixture on the gay oh, scene. A trick. Yeah, <sighs> he gave him all of his money. Oh, $81,000. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, a lot of money. Uh, he never saw the person again. And really, like, this is like as a North Korean where your life is so deeply oh regimented. God. Yes. So he's, he, he becomes ill. He manages. Oh, oh no. He manages. Is he a- what? Okay, just go. I don't want you to spoil it. Go ahead. <laughs> he manages to slowly rebuild his life. Okay. Continues to find hope. Um, so he writes a biography in 2015, A Mark of Red Honor. It takes him forever to trust and start dating again, clearly. And then, bitch, during the pandemic, at the age of 62... He meets a Korean-American restaurant owner named Minsu. Oh, my God. On a dating site. Oh, my site, God. And they're going to get no. married. And he's <gasps> in love. And love no! is real. And love is love. Yeah! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God. I thought you were going to be like, and then he died alone. How tragic. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Are you serious? How? F- oh, God. That's really. That's giving me all the life I need. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> I was deep six feet under. I have risen. Wow, that is such an incredible story, Chang Youngjin. Mm. The New York Times did a, a profile, a Saturday profile on him um, in 2015, and it talks about this this journey a little bit. And I just want to read the last moment. Um, the quote they leave it on. It's he says there are many homosexuals in North Korea who live a miserable life without knowing why. He said, what a tragedy it is to live a life without knowing who you are. Isn't that the truth? Yes. And that's really the, I think that's the like underpinning of pride for me, the, the month of it or whatever. The, the, the fact that we celebrate pride is that because we, we hid for so, we hide for so long and we lie for so long and. And two, you know, in, in attempts to self-preserve, we, 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 we are sometimes, we sometimes relegate ourselves to a miserable life. I, I did, for sure, before I came out. I, I just said, like, I just thought that's not, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe in another life, you know, I can come back straight. 
And the fact that this gentleman went through all this and found love at 63 mm-hmm. and is getting married to a restaurateur. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and his name is Minsu. Like, that's like such a K-drama fucking uh, name. Minsu's a hot name. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. That's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for him. And I'm so happy for everyone um, who is out and proud. And if, if you're not and you're listening to this, like, one day you're thinking, maybe I could come out too. You know, you can. And Don't wait. Do it today. Don't. Yeah. Don't wait another minute. You know, obviously, whatever you're situation is at home is a real thing i'm not saying that that's you know you know it's something that's real that is scary but at least if you could find one person in a drama class Mm -hmm. or like a guidance counselor or something that like some you know like a one of those like hippie ladies that wear jangly necklaces like find one of those (laughs) jingle jangly necklaces and bracelets and flowing fabrics. Yeah. You know who she is. Yeah. She will help you. She will help you. An art teacher of yeah. sorts. Go to her. Wow. I mean, doesn't this, this sound really like inspiring. A, this is like a fucking Oscar This is, bait. should be a movie. Yeah, this is an Oscar this bait. Is a movie. This is an Oscar bait yeah. pride movie. I need to sell this movie. Yes. Why didn't I, I, I just mention it? Trademark trademark. <laughs> trademark pending. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what would be a good movie for a uh, name for this? Um, <laughs> the first thing I thought was my wife the pig. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna talk about it. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Hey, folks. Um, speaking of pride, I wanted to talk about this really dumb fucking um, response on Twitter to, um, to the film Fire Island, which I'm watching tonight on Hulu. I'll watch <clears> it very tonight, excited too. about it. I'll watch it tonight, too. Oh, you will? Yeah. Okay, good. You yeah. watch it, I'll watch yeah. it, and then we'll, we'll discuss uh-huh. Um, they, it's getting really great reviews people are loving it. You know, they're saying like, Oh, finally a rom-com and it's so sweet and you know, whatever. And everything I've heard about it has been good. All right. Except I see this tweet by, um, a Hannah Rosen hmm? or Rosin, um, at Hannah Rosen. She, she, her, her bio says, I run New York mags podcasts. I wrote the book, The End of Men, and yet they are still here. Okay. This, this She's sounds... in Washington, D.C., so I would love her for her to come to the Ajima Show in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and fight. And fight. <laughs> and no, I, I, want, no I, I would love to have a discussion with her. So she says in her tweet today, so at Hulu, hashtag Fire Island Movie gets an F- minus on the Bechdel test in a whole new way. Do we just ignore the drab lesbian stereotypes because cute gay Asian boys? Is this revenge for all those years of gay boy best friend? Now, of course, she, it has 
73 likes, 699 95 quote retweets. <laughs> and <hun> <laughs> <laughs> this bitch is getting dragged. Yeah, hundreds of replies. Oh, hundreds and hundreds of replies on on Twitter. Everyone from, you know, friends of ours to, um, you know, g gays out there, allies out there, just dragging the shit out of her, feminists out there. Because here's what, if you don't know what the Bechdel test is, it is a, it's a, it's a, like, um, it's not really a, I guess it is a test. It's basically a way to measure a film's um, score on feminism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, by by asking the questions, is there more than one female um, in the in the project that has her own storyline or are they just there to support the man's goal? Mm -hmm. Which obviously this is an important thing. Right. It should be something that we always look for. And um, and it's it, it, it was popularized by Alison Bechdel and she. Her whole thing was that there should be a ratio of women in your movies where they have their own fucking goals and their own agency and they should be telling their own stories and not be a instrument to a man's success or whatever, you know, like a whore, a slut or whatever, you know, like a, char a, har a, char a charlatan or whatever, like s someone that gets in his way or supports him, which, yes, absolutely that's correct. That should happen. The three criteria are one, um, that at least two women are featured. Right. <laughs> that's the and then they criteria. talk to each other. Two. And then they talk about something two. other yeah. than the man. It's very simple. It's very simple. It's simple rules. <laughs> yeah. And yes, 100%, this should be something that we as all creators should be looking at. Uh, because it, not, not we as all creators, male identifying. Because that's the problem. Our pr it's not like women are writing stories about men, you know, like at an alarming rate. Like maybe there are, but I mean, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. Uh, yeah, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> for sure, there are female writers that also would not pass the Bechdel test. Um, 100%. Yeah. And, but, you know, like, and that's a part of the system mm -hmm. as well. And that's how they were reared. But this is a very simple test. But... She was saying that Fire Island got an F minus because th this didn't apply. But here's the thing. You're not taking into effect that the men that are talking here in this film are gay Asian men. Mm -hmm. Historically underrepresented, if not not represented at all. You know what I mean? Like, so ever. sure, the Bechdel ever. <laughs> Like, don't, shouldn't you understand as someone who is touting the Bechdel test oh that representation is a fucking issue and should be reformatted? So how, why are you put, taking this basic type of uh, uh, a, a um, criteria to a non-basic storyline? Like, this should be, be being applied to straight cis male stories. You know what I mean? Like, if yes. this, okay, for example, if the story was about two trans men you know, and their trans journey, whatever, whatever, would you be like, oh, whoa, how come the woman didn't talk to it? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, I mean, you scary. have to have, yes, you have to have a, a little more um, depth when you're talking about stuff like this. Like, and you run New York Mag's, Magazine's podcast, like, 
You should know better. I mean, this is so unfortunate. This is such a, to me, a shrill, liberal, knee-jerk response to something before understanding the entire story. It's like, oh, it's all men. And it's like, it's (laughs) truly, it is. Because they're cute Asian boys, that's why. Oh my God. Typical. That sounds racist. Not only that, but it's also so indicative of white-centric gay culture exactly period exactly. it's not i mean and within the lesbian community and th- that's what the movie's about about how white centric gay, gay asians don't have a way place to even fit in into gay culture because of that did she even watch the movie that's the whole point did she even watch the movie i mean truly this is a woman that you know it's like one of those people that watches an instructional video and then the first thing they do when they raise their hand is ask them something that like everyone has watched you know one of those people <laughs> Yeah. You ever yeah, do yeah. training with some bitch like that? Where like you're watching uh-huh. a thing about like you have to wash your hands before you go and like that's the first things that you a- ask after you all watch this fucking movie. I mean, did she watch this movie? <laughs> I, apparently she did I mean, because she, she, she talked about the representation. She didn't, It'd be weird if she didn't watch the movie. Well then she needs she needs weird. to have um some sort of credential rescinded because she does not have basic <laughs> comprehension. Right, she needs to go back to school. Someone needs to strip her of some sort of credential. It can't. She can't be New York Magazine. It just needs to be no. New York. She lives in New York now. That's it. She doesn't. <laughs> and she reads magazines. magazines. Yeah, like it's like one yeah. or the other. She is not allowed. Because, and is a fan of podcasts. She this, cannot be an authority this, on something like this. She cannot this. be an authority. She. This take is so heinous. It is so reminiscent. It's so backwards. It's very reminiscent of J.K. Rowling type of feminism. Yes. Yes, turf. Also, uh, ter- also turfs. Uh, yes, turfs. And also, just to clarify, Al- um, Alison Bechtel is a cartoonist. Like she, yes, <laughs> she wrote comics. <laughs> she wrote comics, and someone was a, a, a lesbian, um, radical feminist who centered female voices and used this test as sort of like a sly, um, sarcastic way, you know, and it became this huge thing. But it's oh, I didn't even know that. That makes sense. Why the rules are so simple? Yes, it's like bitch, you can't even Do follow this? these rules, right? And it became yeah. this huge thing because it is so fucking simple. I mean, this is one of those situations where comedy and satire, you know, become instructive and prescriptive, right? right. But she, what's so heinous about this? Like, yes, it is definitely reminiscent of that sort of like J.K. Rowling smelling white centric female, like all mm. all women must have vaginas vibe. And, yeah. and, and boobies that are at least B cups. I, I mean, truly, like, I mean, it, <laughs> like what? And to and to say this and to come for a movie in this way, it's just the same sort of bullshit that sometimes just liberals, radical liberals like this. These need you just you're it, getting you're getting it wrong. It sickens me. You're getting it wrong. Yeah, and you're, you're actually making liberal. You're not a liberal, actually. You're you're what you're doing is what you're co-opting liberalism, mm-hmm. this neoliberalism as an identity just to just to make your whatever your like storyline better. Right. Or whatever your point of view better. She's a feminist. Oh, I'm going to use this liberalism, this this leftist thing to make sure that people know, like, remember, I'm the woman who wrote all men should die. Like, <laughs> yeah. OK. Do you have a new point? You wrote that in the 2000s. You know what I mean? Like when she wrote this book or whatever, it must have been like, oh my God, yeah, take down the patriarchy. But like the woman has not evolved. 
also you haven't evolved with the times. Also, who is she holding responsible? Yes. For what? That's the point. It's like she is holding and pointing to this movie as a bastion yep. and um, a violator of some sort of rule yeah. that it is already transgressing. Its existence is radical. This woman, that's the thing. Exactly, exactly my fucking point. And she doesn't understand the fact that you can't just lump everything into whatever. If this was like Paul Rudd and friends and no woman was talking to another woman, yes, drag them for filth, of course. But the point of this movie is about the rep the underrepresentation of these gay men. So you applying this thing up uh, just blanketly just tells me that you actually don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, it's also truly one of the like the, for me to comfort your own inside of pride. It's such like a it smells of such deep haterade. <sighs> Such yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. It's hater behavior. Mm -hmm. You're not happy. Yeah. You clearly are. I mean, who's happy? But like, you're not happy with yourself. So you're coming for other people. Mm -hmm. This, I bet you, there's no movie that can be made that she would have liked if like, if it was like all lesbians or whatever. Yes. She, she would have had a problem with it. Being like, well, the opposite of the Bechdel test, two men didn't talk. So, like, you really are setting the movement back. Like, she would, I, I don't know. Like, she sounds, she smells of this person who's just looking to be angry at something. I mean, if, if the movie and, had all lesbians, she would have been upset that there were no, that it didn't center women of color that were all disabled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like and half of them were mute. Yeah, and, like, and, and it's, it's like, and there are no indigenous people in it. No indigenous. Yeah, lesbians. It's exactly. Like, 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 shut the fuck this up. Is a like, movie it can't solve the world's problems. Yeah, <laughs> and we're not. You're not here for that. Ain't nobody looking to you to solve the world's problems. You wrote a book. Mm -hmm. I, I, this is you it. Really frustrates me. You, yeah, you manage New York Magazine's podcast. Please do us all a favor and shut your fucking mouth and get a and fucking just sit grip. Down. Get a fucking grip. Stay in your lane. A, stay. Yeah, stay. Stay in your motherfucking lane. Absolutely. And this is why, like, we talked about Karen energy before. This is very like leftist Karen energy. <laughs> There's that Karen of like person who calls the cops on black people. Yes. yes. But this is like she's calling the social justice warrior cops mm -hmm. on gay Asians. Yes. Like, what is happening? <laughs> Also, it's this like so I, sick. I, I will say the an accurate part of her tweet is to assume that um, that gay Asians would want revenge. Uh, <laughs> she is absolutely correct. That is we actually do. correct, and, <laughs> and it was actually actually rude of her to say that we can't expose but, us. Yeah, and also, and also, it's rude of her to say that we can't exact revenge. We're owed. We're allowed to have this kind of revenge. It, yes, ab absolutely, we should be. I mean, and also sort of we're due. We're, exactly, we're due. Overdue. <laughs> I mean, this the whole movie, by the way, is so it seems so cute, and I love that. Wow. Um, the next movie, the the next gay rom com that's coming out is going to Billy Ackner's, which also looks very good. Oh, bros. Yes. Yeah. But truly, to me, I was like, someone was asking me about it. I was like, so it's like the it's the white fire island. And that person la laughed and was like, exactly. And to me, it's great because Fire Island came out first. So first. instead of- This has to be the white blank. Uh, yes. Yeah, Asian bros. Yes. As opposed to the Asian bros, right? It is the white Fire Island. And like this is- It better be. 
Yeah. And, that, and that, that's, that to me is progress. This is. That's progress. To be, be able to be shady in this way. <laughs> it's truly a joy. 100%. It's a joy yes, and it's a gift. Absolutely. It's a joy and it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, Fire Island has given to the Asian American community. This opportunity. And thank, thank the gay Asian gods for that. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy. Um, switching gears a little bit, but sticking on to Fire Island, I have been, as you all know, Unji and I are barreling towards our four zero, mm-hmm. and I have been feeling very old and out of place, um, just on social media in general, but in in LA, uh-huh. right? Like, because LA is like social media personified. Yes, and I. I was watching, you know, a friend of mine is in New York right now with a bunch of gay Asian comics and they're in Fire Island and they're all like hanging out and it looks so fun and gay and cute and comedy, you know, and I found myself getting jealous and like upset that I wasn't there. Yeah. And then I started going like, oh, why would. I, I, they, of course, they wouldn't invite me. They don't really know me that well. And then that made me think, like, oh, maybe I'm doing it all wrong. I'm not, you know, like received by my own gay Asian comedy community, and like started like going down this like oh, spiral. You were spiraling, yeah. I, know I was that spiral. spiraling I know today. Spiral, yeah. You know, and I was like, oh man, like it's pride, and I'm turning forty, and everybody's cute, and on the beach, and what the fuck? I'm sitting at home with my dumb dog who got his balls cut off, and he has to wear this stupid cone around, and he's bumping into everything, and I'm just getting like, <laughs> I'm just getting like really depressed. And then I saw another photo that this friend shared, and they were all like drinking at the house and dancing and having fun, and. They he like turned turned the camera to show like the people that were there, mm-hmm. and literally everyone is in their motherfucking twenties. Like literally, I'm twenty years older, yeah, than the people that are hanging out, and that really hit home. And I was like, "Bitch, what the fuck are you even talking about? Do you even want to be there? No. Ill. If you were there, you would be like trying to find someone to be like." Let's go eat something. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't want to get out of there. Like why are you feeling so FOMO about the fact that you're not there when you don't even want to fuck. Like you don't want to be hanging around a bunch of 20 year old twinks in a, you know, with sand all all up in your crotch. Like no. I hate sand. I hate the Yeah. Truly. I don't even like being outside. Like all of this stuff is so fucking stupid. Yeah. And it's shit that you like in your 20s because you're dumb. You're dumb. And you're like anything could happen. Like that energy, right? Yeah. And I'm just not there. I'm not. I, I'm actually in the energy of everything is prescribed. But I hope everything nothing has a schedule. Yes. I know that anything can happen. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> exactly. I, I've created That's a the life. main difference. Yes, I, I've created a life to mitigate that risk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to mitigate that risk of that happening. Because yeah. it did happen. Everything did happen to me in my 20s. And it was fucking awful. Like, and I didn't have any insurance. Like, this is... <laughs> Like, this is horrible. Yeah, absolutely, exactly it. And I, I was like quickly brought back to to reality. And you know, I, I, I think why I was in that zone is because I have been 
made not made. I put myself into a psychologically vulnerable place by getting photos taken. And how did it go, by the way? It was hard. Because you got the photos back. Because you got the photos back, right? I got proofs back. Uh huh. Um, and I gave uh, the photographer <clears throat> what's it called? I gave her like six ones to edit. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, going through, the, first of all, the photo shoot itself was so awkward. And like just me trying to smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to me that you bark. It's so unnatural. It's crazy to me that you fucking bark. It's like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah, voiceover. <laughs> it I, I just trying to like appear friendly. I, I, it was so hard for me. And she was like, you can smile. Like, come on, let's see that smile. You know, like the photographer's trying to like yeah. get me going. And I'm just like, oh God. I, and so every photo she's like showing me after each shot, not each shot, but each look, mm-hmm. like di- dialing through sure. the camera. And I'm looking through it. And truly every single frame is me looking pissed <laughs> and angry that this woman is in my house. <laughs> It wasn't until like we shot from like like eleven thirty to four thirty. Wow! So long shoot, long long shoot. How many how many and outfits did you have? I had like six outfits and like different backdrops and yeah, it was like a thing because you know before this, Anji, like you know, I, we talked about this last week, like a decade. So I'm like, I'm getting everything done now. I'm not, I'm, I don't want no one to be like, ew, you don't look like that bitch. This is the fattest I'm going to get, guarantee, okay? So you better clock it in and lock it in right now because it's not going to change. Okay. And I don't want to fucking, I, I, I want the same, I, I'm going to use this till I'm 50. Okay. This are, Another this is, 10 years. You're doing, you're doing the Sam's Club approach to headshots. <laughs> you're going and you're getting all the all ones that you need. And, you're never going back for anything else again. Yeah. This yeah, is, bitch. I'm yeah. like, there's gonna be a lockdown, You're and I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bunkering and hunkering down. Okay, and I'm getting these shots in bulk, and um, so by the second look, I started loosening up a little bit. We started having fun, and by the end, I'm actually smiling. Like I'm used, like my, you know how you know I'm actually happy. You can't see my eyes. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm the same way. That's it. Yeah, yeah. When you're like giving like a fake smile, you could your eyes are all open yeah. wide. <laughs> That's when you know you and I aren't actually happy. Yeah. When we're having fun, girl, our eyes disappear into a single arc of black a black line. <laughs> madra, madra, madra. It's true. It's true. And but those are the photos I like the most. Like when Me too, because yes. it's so like shingle bongo yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, look at the joy. Yes. But I'm like, ew, I don't look cute. But you know, so like, like when you are actually smiling, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. what my appa, my my father always says. Yeah, you're right, and I think it is like white supremacy that we really don't want to be shown. You know. Gookie-eyed. Yeah. So like, 
<laughs> but we have to embrace our kukia. Yeah, because that's that okay. Looks, that's what it looks like when you're actually happy. That's what happens when oh we're gosh. happy. And can we be fucking happy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the pictures, the proofs came out. I'm, I'm actually, I, I, I uploaded the first look to Patreon for our Patreon yeah. members to help me pick out one out of the ones. And um, I'll be uploading more. But um, thank you for those who have looked and, you know, whatever commented. And I'm excited to get them back and get them up on the website and like revamp the whole thing because it is necessary. I am in entertainment. I have to have an updated photograph. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That you know looks what like I always you looked now. at? Was, that looks like I you know, now. yeah. I always said this like, because I want Adam McKay's career. So I, I always said like Adam McKay's headshot does it's not current. It's true. And I thought I, I thought that's so punk rock. Yeah. You know, like whenever you see Adam McKay coming out in the trades, yeah. like it's a picture of him from like UCB, like back in the day, like beef, like when he was I writing think it's his SNL. Cove. I think it's the same Cove <laughs> headshot. Honestly, yeah. it's like from second exactly. City, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that is so badass. That like you're so good, you're so talented, and you're so plugged in that people don't even need to know what you actually look like. Yeah. And that's for me was like ultimate power. Yeah. But whatever. Well, we don't you know, live I'm in that time McKay. anymore. And those yeah, guys yeah, burn exactly. those bridges. So we don't get to do that anymore. <laughs> it's true. You're right. I got to find new bridges and burn them. <laughs> do you feel good about these pictures? I, I do. I do. I feel good. I'll actually send you some in the break yeah. so that y- you can look at them. Um, but they look good and they're not edited yet. So like even when they're edited, it's going to look even better. Yay. Yay. Well, I'm so excited to see you this Sunday. Oh my God. Um, we're going to have such a good show. I'm so excited to be live and in person. Um, thank you again to Steppenwolf and to Korean American story for doing the show with us. And, um, yeah, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our eye goals. (laughs) We're back for Igo. It's our section of the show where we talk about the missteps, the mistakes, the failures in our daily lives. <laughs> and this week, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm going to say this part because I'm so <laughs> fucking embarrassed. <laughs> oh my god, what what happened? So, do you know? Okay, in Chicago, it's called IML mm-hmm. International Mister yes. Leather. It's a, it was a huge weekend, then, last, uh, huge last weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I used to go downtown to that hotel and, like, walk around and try to get laid. And it's so if you don't know, it's like the leather. There's a leather community in the queer community, a leather daddy community. And um, that's the whole, like, weekend for it where they do, like, trade shows. People hook up. They have, like, sex shows, mm-hmm. etc. Like, new ways of being a filthy pig, right? Yes. It's when the men anyway. come, when the six packs come out to be oiled, kissed. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a very sexy weekend. It's, it's and, very sexy. Uh, and and fetishy and kinky, like mm-hmm. uh, obviously, you know, it's it's very adamantly the opposite of like probably what Fire Island boys are going to be like, looking like, like hot, 
circuit dance party, like mm-hmm. everyone's naked and wearing, you know, supportive sneakers so they could dance on the floor. You know, like yes. that it's the opposite vibe of that. It's Hannah Rosa, very like Hannah Rosa body posy. Hannah Rosa hates it. <laughs> I absolutely hates it. Um <laughs> So it's very like body posy, bigger men wearing whatever makes you happy, whatever kink that, you know, you want to celebrate. It's that type of weekend. And in um, in L.A., it's called uh, Off Sunset Festival. Oh, okay. so we went to this Off Sunset Festival and uh, me and my friends and we're walking around and it was like it was very tame because we went, I guess, too early. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon and everybody (laughs) was at like the Pride Festival. And there wasn't much happening, right? Mm -hmm. And usually there's, like, things to set up where, like, you know, you're getting tied up and bound. You know, um, you're getting whipped with, like, what is that? Like a cat cat with nine tail, Mm -hmm. you know, like, whatever. You're, like, so there's, like, a lot of fun stuff happening, but, like, there wasn't much happening. And there was this one booth where it was, like, get spanked. And it was one of those things where, like, you know those old... um, like when you go on like road trips or whatever and there's these like they have these like stock paintings where like it's a mermaid and you could put your face through it and you're Prince Eric, you yes, know, like yes, one of those yeah. kind of things. And so they had one of those, but instead of you putting your face through, you put your ass through it. Cool. So there's like a hole where you could put your ass yeah. through and these leather daddies would spank you mm-hmm. with their um paddles. Yeah. So we we walk by and I was like, "Oh, you know, no one's getting spanked." And they they were these leather daddies were like, "Oh, come on, come you who wants to get spanked?" And of course, all my friends point at me and like, "Peter does." <laughs> and and usually I'd be like, "What I I wouldn't be like so into it in public, but I was a little upset that this was not International Mr. Leather. Yeah, that it was. That it was like, yeah. So tame, mm-hmm. you know? It sounds, so like, like, it sounds like a street fair. Yeah, it, it, actually, it, it it's it's exactly like um, Midsummer Fest. Yeah. But um, kinkier. Sure. It was exactly that. Like, right? it's a corporate kinky. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Absolute Vodka was showing his presence. I'm sure. So we... Um, <laughs> the, the gayest vodka available. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, uh, Wells Fargo was like Yas Queen. So we... Um, what are your rates? So I... I <laughs> so I, I, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. And I go and I like put my butt through and they're like, no, no, take your pants down. And I was like, oh... <laughs> Okay, so I take my pants down. <laughs> they're like, no, no, take your underwear down. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, I don't, I don't know. And then my friends are all like, do it, yeah. So I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. So I pull my underwear down, stick my bare ass out of this little hole, and I get spanked like four or five times. It was, it, it hurt, but in like he was very gentle and it was nice. Okay, and then there was like a little stinging. And I go, oh, ow, okay, that's enough. And, he, and then he says, like, um, safe word is Donald Trump. And I was like, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. <laughs> I was like, get out of there. <laughs> and then at, and he was like, okay, as I was leaving, the guy goes, oh, looks like your underwear is a little dirty. Um, so come by and buy some new underwear. And I was mortified. <laughs> oh, my God. I was absolutely mortified. 
shut up. He said that. He called it out to he you. He said that I had brown streaks shut on up. my under. Shut up. He did it was that. Like, Ooh, tire tracks. He did in front of all my friends. I was so. I I had never. And let me tell you, embarrassment is a kink of mine, but not like this. Yeah. No. This is not. No. This. It was so. <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I was so upset. That's like a different anyway. sort of like that, that. I feel like that's a sort of like um, kink like you need consent for. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you okay but with this? It, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, like maybe it was just a way for him to sell these like like underwear, like these leather underwear things. But like. What? You're calling me out for my tire tracks? And like, here's the thing. Men are disgusting. Yes. There's always going to be some kind of track, okay? Like, it's just it's just part of the thing. But, like, what? that's for me and... <laughs> what? The doodoo stain. There's Why? Some... <laughs> Why are you accepting it as a reality? <laughs> it just happens. Because you can't... There's just always some kind of residue. Like, there's a little pee-pee thing. You know, like, there's always something. That's why you have underwear, so... <laughs> <laughs> Peter, I think you're like, your your oh. bar is too low. <laughs> <laughs> to accept that you're just gonna, well, you know, what are you gonna do? Well, not not all the time, not all the time, but like it 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 happens is what I'm saying. Like it's not like out of the ordinary. I, I don't know about how women are, but like for men, if like if you're around boys, boys underwear, there's gonna be like there's gonna be stuff on it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. But it is a big deal when I was embarrassed to do this thing anyway. And at the end of the spanking, you drag me for my dirty underwear. Yeah, to be dragged by a vendor at a street fair. <laughs> In a pig mask? In a pig mask? No, honey. <laughs> like, no, no. Like, Wells Fargo is here. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> My wife is a pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chang Young Jin's like, huh? um, like I mean. Anyway, it was a very embarrassing moment, and that's rude of I him. I just am gonna be a little more um, diligent. Yeah, he didn't have to go all, do all that. I'm, and that yes, that is gonna make. I'm gonna try to be a little more diligent. That any day and any moment while I'm outside of my house. I might be asked and coerced by my friends to be publicly spanked. And that's the reason I should have clean underwear. <laughs> and that's it. I've learned my lesson. Aigo! Aigo! Um, my Aigo moment this week... God, I have so many of these. Um, I, I think it's been cumulative, but uh -huh. I have been... Allowing a woman to clean every single shame closet in my house. Oh, yeah. I saw that on Instagram. Isn't it crazy? How is it going? It's going really well. Um, but she had to come into my bedroom to look at my closet and my clothes. Oh, no. And it is truly... If there are people out there who are, who are messy... And not just like messy, but like as as dirty as Peter's underwear. If you, <laughs> <laughs> if you 
And you know who you are. I am one of those people. Yeah. Like I, uh-huh. you could call me Peter's underwear any day of the week because I am that dirty. And like I am, <laughs> truly, like it's just, I have a ton of stuff. I'm very messy. I never put anything away. Um, like my own underwear is, is crusty as fuck. But I, you know, I like it's, what are you going to do? This is the same thing. The drip drip of women. It's the same thing, you know? It just happens. It just happens. Yeah. But so just I, she came in and I hadn't, one of the things I've been working on is like, I'm not trying to pretend to be anything with this woman because mm-hmm. every time I do that, I don't show an accurate version of what I need to uh, have done. You're hiding. I'm hiding things. So then I just like showed this certain specific version of myself and my right. home to people and that's what they fix. But then the actual problem is a festering abscess that is truly underlying. underlying that are truly just bags and bags of crap that I just hide in these closets. And mm. my personal closet is like the most heinous one because it's just me Oof. and I'm trash. So what do I care about what happens to me? You know? So she came in and just to see it. And it was like, she's really been so kind. And Peter, like the amount of just like the pile of underwear. And you were talking about your dirty underwear. This is what reminded me of it. It was like, I had the same amount of dirty, crusty underwear. We're like, you know, the underwear is holding its shape. Sure. And it was like, and it shouldn't. Because it should be, it's cotton. (laughs) Yeah, you're like who sprayed starch exactly. on this? Exactly, it's like it's it looks like it's still on a person, and yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, and the thing is, like, I'm trying to be like, and just for her to know, this is who I am. This is what it looks like, and she was still so kind and so. But uh-huh. I could t- I could tell though this was a lot. <laughs> like it was a yeah. it was a. How could you tell? Like her her mannerisms, the way she held her body. Yes, because yes, usually oh. she's pretty excited and talkative she was silent (laughs) (laughs) she was meditative she was trying to but it was just like i'm just the thing is like what we've actually started the show talking about is just like learning how to be yourself the most authentic Mm -hmm. version and to not be ashamed and not to hide anything Mm -hmm. is really a gift and and the thing is when i'm because i'm able to be myself and and being more honest not with anyone else but this woman truly um and my husband and my family but like really i'm not that uh vulnerable or honest of a person love to lie so like i (laughs) i've never heard a truth out of your mouth (laughs) but like be able to do that with another to be able to do that with her as stranger i do feel a level of relief and freedom that is crazy that's awesome yeah because it's like I, it's yeah. like it's a type of like mental illness You're like, like being yeah. completely seen yes because it's like a, it's a deep part of my sort of mental illness and stuff like this hiding this i hurt i scurry mm-hmm. it all away and you know so you showed her every closet i showed her every single it's- closet i showed her no drawer unturned no, no secret I, I little sh- box of stuff i, sh- I showed her Everything under my kimono. <gasps> Everything. Oh my god. I mean, that's like Everything very vulnerable. Like yes. Yeah, absolutely. Even more so, I would say than you know, as someone who does therapy, I understand that I do the same thing to my therapist, where I show my therapist only what I want to show. Yes. But you're by letting someone into your home. Mm-hmm. 
That's vulnerability. You can't hide anything. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So where are you in the process of that? Are you at the beginning? Is she almost done cleaning out these closets? And also when she does clean them out, where does the stuff go? I have to confront it. I mean, like, this is, like, such a, like, a mental illness thing. But, like, yes, I have to confront it. Like, so I, she makes me go through the stuff. Some of the stuff she just puts away. And she she sits there and, like, good girl. Like, what is she doing? She she does it herself. Like, the. Oh, she's going through it. She's going through it all. There's some, a collection of things that she's like, you have to go through these yourself. But everything else she organizes. Oh, I see. What's crazy is that she's actually thrown away very little. Because I can't get rid of that hoarding impulse. With the clothes, though, I will... So where does it go? Organized. It's folded. It's put away. Oh. Oh, okay. So you still own it. It's Uh, just not a mess. Oh, okay. That's good. But there's a bunch of stuff that we have thrown away. Oh, okay. Good. But it's just stuff that I wouldn't have never thought to throw away because it was just like a thing that I have. You know, like that hoarder impulse was like, I own it. So why would I throw it It's just taking space there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. No one's seeing it. There's a door. Exactly. Like, I can just hide it. So, she's halfway through. She's done three of the shame closets. I have six. So, I... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, truly, like, some of the stuff is, you know, really wild. Like, I I found all my ukuleles. I found all these, like... (laughs) Like... (laughs) All the remnants of my dumb bitch. All your ukuleles. Yeah, all my ukuleles. Like, I found, like, the remnants of all my dumb hipster bitchiness. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> truly. Like, it's, I can tell you, she found all my letterpress. Your Zoe Deschanel era. Oh, dude. I, the number of bird stamps that this bitch has found. <laughs> like... I'm fine because you're like you try letter pressing. Yes, or something. I mean letter press. Everything was decorated with a bird. My cousin like, went through f- that. <laughs> My cousin was like, "I'm gonna start a letter printing business." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, right, bitch. You're gonna do like one friend's wedding and then it's gonna be done." That was me. <laughs> You know? <laughs> that's like, awesome. That's what I mean. She's found all this stuff, and it's like these things are. She like bears witness to it. Not bears witness yeah. to not only my current state mental illness, but like what the the kind of crazy I used to. What be. has accumulated? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the thing yeah. is, she's so wow. ki- she's so kind and treats it with such like. So I can't even. The shame I feel dissipates because of how unjudgmental she is. And she's so kind and like taking it in. And she's also so enthusiastic about helping me. Um, Cool. I know. I know. So like, but the, the, but the underwear and the just having her, my closet specifically is just so fucking gross. And and having her there, it wasn't, I go like, just kind of, I'm looking at her. I was like, I couldn't put this in the laundry. It's literally three. Like why? Get yourself together. (laughs) You know, like you knew, you brought her in here. Like you, you had control yeah. over the situation. Like, and I think you, I, you were, I think you wanted her to see it. You needed, you needed her to see it. Yeah. You needed someone to bear witness. Yes. I wanted to yeah. be naked in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, congratulations. And this woman sounds like a goddess. Yeah. She really is. A saint. Yes. She really is. Like we're like to best look at your now. mess yes. unblinking. Yes. Wow. She's really kind. Yeah. 
That's awesome. All right, that's the show for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Also, if you're in the Chicago area, please come out 612. Um, 3 o'clock. At 3 p.m. at Steppenwolf. Yeah, 3 o'clock at Steppenwolf. Get tickets early. Get there. Get a drink. It'll be fun. And then if you're in the D.C. area, come out too at 7 p.m. Uh, on the 19th at uh, the D.C. Comedy Loft. And tell your friends and bring them out. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Audio.